Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. I'm Joe Abraham, co-editor, and here are today's top stories. In Rock Hill, another chapter has been added to the ongoing saga of the proposed cell tower, which has been a controversial issue for some residents. On April 22nd, the Thompson Planning Board held a public hearing which lasted for three hours about a new proposed site for the cell tower. The project seemed to be moving forward until June 9th, when the legal team for Tarpon Towers, builders of the cell tower in Rock Hill for Verizon, sent a letter to the planning board asking them to table their application until further notice. Tarpon lawyer Jared Lusk of Nixon Peabody further stated in a letter, please do not incur any additional expenses in furtherance of the application until further notified by the applicant. There's been no word from Tarpon on why they decided to table the application. The site presented before tabling the matter was off Pine Tree Street and near State Route 17 West by the on-ramp at exit 110. Originally, Tarpon wanted to build a 184-foot tower on private land near Lake Louise Marie. The cell tower by State Route 17 West will now be 235 feet tall with a 4-foot lightning rod for a total of 239 feet. Staff reporter Patricio Robio has more. A few miles away in the village of Monticello, co-editor Matt Shortall takes us into what's going on with the Broadway theater. The theater has sat vacant for years, but it could one day have new life if the village board can agree with the Sullivan County Land Bank on a course of action. At the most recent meeting of the board on June 3rd, the trustees voted down a resolution to support the acquisition and redevelopment of 498 Broadway, aka Broadway Theater by the Sullivan County Land Bank Corporation. Trustees Rochelle Massey, Charlie Sabatino, and Mayor Gary Somers voted no, while Deputy Mayor George Nicolatos and Trustee Carmen Rue voted yes. The current property owner pays taxes to the village, but some residents have complained about the building's poor condition. Quote, for over 25 years, there's been nothing but deterioration, said village attorney Michael Davidoff, whose law practice sits right behind the theater. Quote, the windows have popped out, the trees have fallen, the owner has done absolutely nothing. The building is deteriorating and I'm surprised it isn't going to collapse on top of me. I would hope that somebody such as the Land Bank can take ownership of this building and make it into something the village can be proud of, as it used to be years ago. Matt Shortall has more in today's paper. Staff writer Isabel Braverman gives an update on the reopening effort. Sullivan County, as part of the Mid-Hudson region, entered phase two of the state's four-phase reopening plan last Tuesday. Phase two includes the reopening of offices at 50% capacity, outdoor seating at restaurants, hair salons, among other services. Phases last for two weeks with the stipulation that it can last longer if certain requirements are not met, meaning it is possible the county will enter phase three on June 23rd. Sullivan County government offices are slowly beginning to reopen to in-person visits. Quote, we are bringing back less than 50% of our employees on site and offices will be open to the public by appointment only, explained County Manager Josh Potosik. He continued, quote, this is to ensure that the plan we've developed is workable and safe before we bring back more employees and reopen for walk-in customers, likely with the start of phase three. Under guidance from state and federal authorities, the county's plan includes safety measures such as employees and visitors maintaining six feet of distance and wearing face masks, plastic shielding wherever staff interact with the public and hand sanitizer and more will be available. Black Lives Matter protests continued last week throughout the county. Democrat reporter photographer Anthony Morgano provides a recap and photo of Sunday's protest in Roscoe. Shifting gears to the town of Highland, they've chosen Park Lane Construction as the contractor for the new salt shed. The project cost the town about $250,000 out of pocket. Most of the project was covered through a 75-25 state matching grant, with the state paying 75%. You can check out my story on page 2A of today's paper, in addition to an article I wrote about B. Grafmuller, Livingston Manor, who recently celebrated her 90th birthday. You can learn a little bit about her, the special parade honoring her, and what advice she has for others. Today's Democrat, we also take you back to yesteryear with our Down the Decades weekly column. You find out what happened on this day in history throughout the decades. 
Also, Fred Stabbert III, our publisher, takes photos of tractors rolling down Main Street in Calicoon. And in sports, our 20 for 20 on 2020 Senior Athlete Series continues as Richard Ross tells the story of Fallsburg's standout athlete Amanda Zeno, who has gone through a challenging year and now heads to Marist College. That's it for today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Listen to more podcasts just like this one and our station on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Also, call 845-887-5200 if you'd like to subscribe. Have a great week.